and welcome to On and Off the Field. We have just completed week one of the XFL 2020 inaugural season. I think I said that word right. We are here and we're ready to celebrate and see if the XFL is going to work or not. And I say we because Fred is back for week two. Oh, hey. He's, he's back for week one, but his second week. I guess I got to Second clarify consecutive that. week as co-host. Yeah, second consecutive week. And this is much better. We're in a much better spot than we were because <laughs> we did it through Skype last time. And if you thought the audio was bad, that's because it was. The audio was garbage. <laughs> and I apologize for all of that. But now we have this sick setup. In like the spare room of my house upstairs, we got two mics. We got this like $160 interface thing. We went all out. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're making we're this an it. official thing. Yeah, we're here. We're doing it. We're doing this for you. Yeah, we're giving you the best quality content possible. So you're welcome for that. And at it, you know, it's the first time with it. So actually, I I say that I'm going to give you the best quality content. <laughs> but if it sounds like ends up sounding terrible, well. It, it'll be fixed by next week. Tune, tune in next week. Yeah, we gotta. We'll we'll tinker, but I feel like I feel like it's gonna be good. I have a feeling. Yeah. So, you know, on and off the field, go and like us on the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter because I think this is the first week I'm actually announcing it. Yeah, I think it is. We can do the giveaway. It's official. If you're already following on Facebook and Instagram, maybe not Twitter. I don't think I put it on Twitter. But if you're following, you know that we're doing the giveaway, and you have to do the three things. Fred, what are those three things? Those three things are liking us on Instagram and Facebook, going to iTunes and leaving a review of the podcast, and telling us what you think. And then also going to the onandoffthefield.com and sending an email, and in the email it has to say, All hail the jockstrap king. I had him do it because I didn't remember what the three things were. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to pull up my phone, and he's like, oh, I know what those three things are. I was like, oh, all right, well, go for it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you go down and off the field.com, you just got to, like, scroll to the bottom, and there's, like, a contact us section. With, that's the email portion of it. So you just got to, you know, go there and just say whatever you want. You can say, like, hey, your podcast sucks. But as long as it includes all hail the jock shaft cring in it, like, you'll be entered anyways. So, that's yeah. The, that's the keyword there. And I, I initially announced one winner, $50, really? but now there's three oh dang there are three winners and those first two people it's i don't it's up to you if this really matters to you or not the first name drawn mm-hmm. out of those we're gonna do it live on the show probably maybe like first week of march we're gonna give a lot of time to for people to enter this first name drawn we will give you a nickname that will forever live on this show nice are we gonna have them call in so we can get like verbally give them their nickname absolutely that sounds like a good plan. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can give us some details about you. Yeah. And we can make sure we give you the proper nickname to oh, go yeah. forward. You know, what's your nickname? You got a nickname, don't you? Mine. Yeah. Durf. Durf. It's just Fred backwards. It's a great name. Yeah. That, that's his. That was his name for our entire bowling league <laughs> last year. That was. It's good. It's good. I don't have a nickname. I do have a nickname, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the second name drawn, Fred and myself. Will autograph something for you. Oh yeah, that autograph is worthless. You cannot sell it for anything, but we will still do it. 
Whatever you want us to sign, and we'll sign it. We it could be it could be literally anything. Just not legally binding. And and also, if it's an illegal substance, you know, I I, yeah. I can't. I don't want to be. <laughs> don't send me your crack pipe to sign. <laughs> and the third name, everyone knows this one. Fifty dollars to your favorite charity or foundation, and you can come on a show and talk about the charity or the foundation, or we can do it for you, whatever you prefer. And if you want. We can also give you a nickname and autograph something for you as well. Yeah, only if like, you want. I feel like the third, the third name, the uh, sorry, third name drawn. I feel like it's like the grand prize winner. Absolutely, like you get everything if you want it. Yeah, you're the grand prize like winner of the, the random drawing. Yeah, just good for you. Like you're just really lucky. Oh, yeah. I would never be that person. No, I'm not a lucky person. No. So, so far, I've received no emails, but oh. it's only been out there for a little while. Eh. So you know. You guys got time. I'm not yeah. going to like rush this. Like, Get it done by next week. No, it's you got time. We're going to do it like oh, yeah. a month from now, whenever. I'm, I'm just going to be posting it. You got all the time in the world. All righty. So that's the giveaway. You can head down and off the field.com like we said. And you can go to the listen page and you can listen to the podcast from there. And you can hit up all the links on there and subscribe to your favorite channel. And you can also like the RTF Sports Network on Spreaker. And on and off the field will be on there Thursdays at 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They got like a commercial now. I posted that on Facebook. It's super cool. Oh, yeah? Did you see it yet? I don't know if I have. It's really cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll someone else made it from the show, but oh, it's nice. cool. It just like goes from show to show. Yeah. It like shows their logo and then like what time they're on. Oh, that's it's cool. It's like action-y. It's oh, cool. Nice. It is, it, I like it. They did a good job. Sweet. So, yeah, we're going to dive into the actual show now because that's what we're here to do. So, obviously, it's the NFL off season, and we're only, what, two weeks into the off season. Yeah. Not a lot's going on. And in my opinion, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The NFL, it's a good time for them to stay quiet. Oh, yeah, definitely. The XFL's getting going. Major League Be- Baseball has, like, their thing going on with, you yeah. know, they got training camp starting up, but... They got the scandal. The best thing the NFL can do is just not be there. Oh yeah, yep, definitely. And, I th- and there's let's, all the other sports can have their time right now. Yeah, this basketball's up and running right now, getting heated well, up. College basketball's heated up right now. Anything with an orange ball sucks, in my opinion. Well, college basketball has been a disaster this year. That is very true. Hockey's going right now. Hockey's fun though. Lacrosse is on right now. I like lacrosse. Syracuse won their season opener. Did they? Yeah. Nice. It's the only lacrosse team I follow. Yeah. I, I really don't follow lacrosse. I just like to hang out with Syracuse, but they're pretty good. <laughs> they're like ranked six in the nation. Oh, nice. Pretty good. But, you know, so the NFL just is really quiet, and I gave them my own personal quota of one piece of news a day. That's what I'm allowing them. That's their quota, that you can come out and say one cool thing that happened today. Mm-hmm. And the thing that has been happening yesterday, at least, was... The Chargers and Phillip Rivers, to no one's surprise, have officially parted ways. Dun, dun, dun. I am. I'm blown away by that news. Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> Except, like, everyone knew it was going to happen, like, four weeks ago. Well, at least they didn't drag it out like the Cowboys did with Jason Garrett. So That's true. I mean, at least they're like, no, yeah, we're moving on. It, I think they did it in a respectful and fair way for, well, he's, he was there for 16 years. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah, because he came in with Eli and... Roethlisberger, so yeah, it's been 16. And the only question is, is where will he land? 
We'll find out next month, maybe. Maybe next. Yeah, what is it? Free agency and tampering all start March 10th? Free agency. 18th? I think it's the 18th. Is it 18th? Yeah. It's one of those weeks. I think it's like a Thursday or Friday. I think it's a weird. It's like the end of the week, I think. 18 sounds I, right. I think it's right after St. Patrick's Day. So if it's St. Patrick's Day, then the 18th would be a Wednesday. Wow, you really know your St. Patrick's Day trivia. Only because I asked for certain days off next month already, so... Uh, and that's one of them? <laughs> the, the Sunday before, yeah. Uh, so you you got your stuff figured out. You're good to go. Oh, yeah. So no one knows where he's going to land. You can speculate all you want about Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Bridgewater. You can speculate about whatever you want. Nobody knows what's going to happen. None of these people are guaranteed to land anywhere. I mean... People have said Tom Brady can go to five different teams. And I also saw that even people in the league have no idea what he's going to do. Right. You can speculate, and you can make a strong strong case for your argument, and you can make it sound good. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very up in the air. I mean, that's the thing about February, too. It's so much speculation. And it's like, why? Just find something else to talk about and move on. Well, we have plenty to talk about this season, at least. Oh, yeah. Because there's XFL, and there is also Project Codebreaker. That's like some James Bond stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Project Codebreaker. But when you dive into it, it's just like super nerdy garbage. It really is. I love it, though. It's so amazing. The fact that they got an intern to do it, too, it's like... No paper trail. No paper trail. No, <laughs> Unless like, he got college credits. Well, yeah. You think but he made like, a report about it, like to his college professor? <laughs> so what did you do with your internship at the Houston Astros? I made them Project Codebreaker, where they got to cheat and steal signals. It was awesome. A plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would be fine with this entire scandal. Like, mm. okay, cool. So they made an Excel program where they can jot down the different signals that batting or uh, that the pitching coaches do like hat tip shoulder rub titty yeah. touch leg slap whatever whatever the things are right. and they diagnose it in this excel program and it's supposed to tell you what the pitch is supposed to be and they can buzz altuve's chest before the pitch comes that's general uh-huh. like the general consensus or they can hit some drums whatever wasn't that something like smashing trash cans or something yeah that was the other one yeah so they just cheated on so many levels <laughs> because before it was the camera in the outfield. Right. And then they were banging on drums and then they were buzzing chests. And now you got Project Codebreaker. With every single passing day, I feel like Major League Baseball has to take their World Series away. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's got to be at least the Astros. You have to take it away. I thought the Red, Scott, uh, Red Sox were caught with it, too. No one cares, though. Well, yeah. That was true. so minor. Like right. If it was just the Red Sox... Like we would, that's all we would talk about is the Red Sox, but they look like they committed what's the a misdemeanor, while the Astros over here killed the president. Jeez, like that's that's basically where we're at right now with Project Codebreaker now coming out, and the absolute worst part about all of this, in my opinion, is when this first broke, Mm -hmm. the front office said we knew nothing about this. This was all the manager. This was all A.J. Hinch. This is all the players. We knew nothing. Now, the Washington Post reports on Project Codebreaker. This all started in the front office. This is where it began. They started it. <laughs> and they lied from the beginning saying it wasn't them. 
Right. I feel like it, it would have had it would have had to have been from them. Like, who else is gonna think of that? They that just makes that much money. It's just amazing how, how what people think they can get away with these days. Right. There's technology. Oh yeah. And people want to be famous, so they're gonna talk. So I don't know who they interviewed to figure out about Project Codebreaker, but I'm sure they went and found that intern. Oh, they found somebody. I mean, I didn't read the article. I don't know who they interviewed, but yeah. someone talked. And <laughs> I just love it. I love all of it. And the Astros season is going to be a living hell. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Good like, luck Good luck going on the road. Any road game is going to be terrible for them. Do the Astros have a game in L.A. this year? Or the Dodgers? Ooh, that would be... They're gonna need like professional security guards. Are they gonna put it in a neutral on a neutral stadium, not LA? <laughs> they would probably get shot entering LA. They would, someone would. would tip over those buses. They'd, oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah, because LA, the Dodgers have been both times. It, it was the Dodgers with the recent cheating, yep. and then they also what beat the Yankees in the World Series? Or no, they beat them in the ALCS or something, and that's why Yankees yeah. fans are mad. Yeah. And then they beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, but they beat how many teams throughout the regular season, though? I mean, everyone's right. mad. I mean, they, they basically cheated against everybody, so that's a wash of a season. I think that's, they're not World Series champions. And then there was a Blue Jays pitcher, I think it was Blue Jays, who, this guy played against the Astros, pitched against the Astros. Yep. Like four pitches, four home runs. He was benched, sent down to AAA, and then released. He is now suing the league or the Astros or one of them for $31 million What? for like, because he got sent down and released and he, his like career ended against the Astros who were apparently cheating when he was up there pitching. Oh, so he's like, well, my career earnings would have been 31 mil. Like I'm suing you for that because you ruined my career for cheating. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's nuts. I, I thought it was, I don't know if he's going to win that, but Hey, Godspeed, man. Yeah. That's it's, I, I think he has a case, but oh, I you know, think too. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get thirty-one mil out of it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take our first break. We'll be right back with on and off the field. Project Codebreaker. I want to come up with a cool project something name for the podcast. Oh yeah. Project Podcast Breaker. Something cool like that. I'm going to go hire that intern. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go find that intern to give the podcast <laughs> a cool name. But for now, we're stuck with On and Off the Field is the name. Yeah. So we're back, and we're going to talk XFL now. If you came for the XFL talk, this is your time because we're going to go hard in the paint on Week 1 XFL News. Fred, yeah. give me your rating out of ten. What do you, after 10. your initial week one? You saw it. It finally happened. XFL twenty twenty. Out of ten, what do you think? My personal rating, I feel like it's like an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, I feel like. So I was like doing other things while the games were on, so like I wasn't entirely focused. But there were certain points that drew me in. And it was interesting to see how all the new rules played out. And I feel like that was... I feel like it, the XFL did really, really well for week one. But I feel like 
next weekend's games, I feel like I'm going to be able to pay more attention to them. And I feel like I'll be able to really get, get a better rating for that. I, I had a pretty similar rating. Yeah. I mean, I was teetering between 8 out of 10 and 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I probably could do 8.5. I was trying to do whole numbers for some reason. Oh, I'm just going for but, decimals. You know, 8.5 is a good number. I think I might steal it. I originally was going to say 9 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I loved pretty much everything that happened. Right. The only, the only reason it's a 9 out of 10 is because there was a couple of levels of play issue. Yep. Like, I realize, if you haven't accepted this yet, like, the XFL is going to be pro football, it's going to be the NFL. Like, no. No. <laughs> this is a semi-pro totally league. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it I'm not going to say it's the AAF. Right. Because, one, this has a little bit more talent, and two, it's more entertaining. And it definitely has better hits than the AAF, so. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fontes Perfect is looking 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 for a roster spot right now. He's like, I can do that. Oh jeez. I'm allowed to kill people? Let me in. He's knocking on Vince's door. Let's go. Oh man. That's Vince McMahon, if anyone was wondering who Vince is. Um so yeah, level of play issues, but it wasn't terrible because there was a three of the games were blowouts. Like they were kind of close in the first half mm-hmm. and then they got blown out in the second half, and then the only game that was close was the St. Louis Battle Hawks against the Dallas Renegades and you know it's 15 to 9 I wasn't even looking at my notes I just knew that yeah. that's pretty good that is really good <laughs> it was 15 to 9 and it wasn't a good defensive game or anything it was just a I just thought it was a bad game I yeah like the offense has just struggled oh, tremendously yeah and I think that was the game that I tried to sit down and like really focus on bad one and it was not a good one to do that bad like, pick oh it was bad <laughs> yeah like that earlier game on Sunday, I was doing my taxes and I was like, I was listening to it and like trying to peek up and look every once in a while mm-hmm. and just kind of watch it for a little bit. But then like I did, I finished everything and I'm like, all right, now I sit down and really watch some XFL and not a good choice. Yeah, Sunday's games were just worse than Saturdays in general because the Vipers got blown out. They couldn't oh, do they, anything yeah, they, they all bad. day. I think well. We'll get into the games. Yeah. Like, I was about to go hardcore on the on that game right now and talk some things, but <laughs> we got stuff there. But so we're gonna talk a little bit more like overview of the XFL. So we both got our ratings is about an eight point five. And what's what was your number one favorite thing about about the games themselves or just the overall feeling? What was your number one thing you honed in on and you were like, Yes, that's amazing. I mean, for me, I thought it was kickoffs. I thought kickoffs were number one, just because it's so different, and I feel like it's so much better. It just it looks weird, but I feel like next weekend it's gonna look completely normal. Like, yeah. After yeah. week one, it's completely normal now, and then if the NFL can adopt that, great. If not, they're loss. I, I think the kickoffs are a a, a huge win. I oh, listed yeah. it as my number two, but I mean the kickoffs. It, the number one thing the XFL's goal was, and it's it's obvious to anybody, the XFL's goal in creating these rules was to attack the weaknesses of the NFL. Oh, absolutely. They And one of those weaknesses was the kickoff. The NFL adopted this player safety first thing, mm-hmm. and instead of being creative, like the XFL, they just said, hey, we're going to move the kick up, kickoff up to the 35-yard line and create more touchbacks. Yeah. Okay, so you just turned the most, one of the most exciting plays in football into like the least exciting 
Right. Now it's touchbacks or now they can if the run if the returner takes it out of the end zone, mm-hmm. he's not even making it to the twenty five where it would come out to. Right. The XFL being creative, mm-hmm. they put them on the the kicking team on a thirty five, the return def- defense on the thirty yard line, five yards away. The kicker kicks it, no one can move until the guy catches it. Yep. Player safety, oh. check. Oh yep. Exciting, check. Yep. Like no touchback, so you're guaranteed a return almost. Mm-hmm. Check. Yeah. I it it's a huge win. Oh yeah. There's nothing negative you can say about that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I mean I try oh. I I tuned into the game on Saturday, the Seattle Dragons game, and the reason I tuned in well, I was gonna watch all the games anyways, but the main reason I was excited, I just wanted to see it. Yeah. I wanted to see them lined up like that. And it was it was super weird. Right, but it works though. It does work. It works extremely well. Yeah. Well, my my number one, that was my number two, was the kickoffs. My number one best thing was the hot mics. Hot mics everywhere. Yeah. Hot mics on the on the coaches. Hot mics on the players. Hot mics. You know, you got the sideline reporters. Which yep. congratulations to Pat McAfee for being a sideline reporter for that. You you Pat, did you listen to anything? Pat McAfee slayed it. Oh, yeah. So now that's another loss on the NFL. The yep. NFL never allowed Pat McAfee to do it because they know he was a wild child. Right. That's their loss because <laughs> yep. Pat McAfee's the XFL king now. He's doing that. Congratulations. And then you got the hot mics up in the, up in the review booth, which yep. is like my number 1.5 yeah. is just the review officials in general and how they tackle reviewing. Like I, I feel like it's so cool to see that transparency of like how an official – is talking with someone up in the box about how a play happened, what they're looking at. Like, in the NFL, you don't get that. So, like, is it just a judgment call? Or is this, are they actually doing this in the NFL, but now we're seeing it in the XFL, and I feel like it's a whole, I want to say different appreciation for the reviews, but I, or for, like, the play calls um, with the rest. But I feel like the XFL being able to go in and review those plays just made it better. Like, yeah, they messed up. Let's go back and fix it. Yeah, and that was apparent from game one. Yeah. And, like, near the end of the game, Seattle Dragons, it's the, it's the perfect example because it was the first example. Seattle Dragons looked like they came up short on a fourth and short mm-hmm. in the running game. You know, he got hit. He tried plunging forward for the first down, and they called him short. They went up to the booth. Like, they just did it. No, right. no, no coaching challenge, yep. no nothing. The review booth was just like, you know, this is a game-altering play. Yep. We're not entirely sure if he made it or not. They just reviewed it. And guess what? They they put the mic on him. They put a camera up there. He has a little Xbox controller. I saw <laughs> <that>. little... <laughs> uh, if it if it if it if it works, use hey, it. What? Yeah. Dude's playing Halo in between in between <laughs> reviews. But he he's got an Xbox controller up there doing different camera angles. He's doing slow motion and fast motion, watching mm-hmm. if he made made it past the line, and they they got the call right. Yeah, the Seattle Dragons end up fumbling the ball two plays later, and it didn't matter. <laughs> but hey, that they, they got the call right. Yep. And that's and we got to listen to everything he said. Yep. He's talking about all right. There he is. His knee's not down yet. Looks like he's on top of a player. And then you get to hear him call it down. All right, we're gonna call him first down from like the four yard line and. Mm-hmm. You got to hear everything. Right. It's a level of transparency. Again, XFL attacking the NFL's weaknesses. Yep. It's a level of transparency that the NFL cannot touch right now. That oh, they're yeah. not even close to reaching. Right. 
They just you 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 don't like how the NFL does things with the refs. You just think they're making up whatever rules they want. Mm-hmm. Here you go. This is what we're doing. Yep. And it's amazing. Zero question on anything. Right. You get to see what they see. You get to hear what they hear. You then you get to hear what they say to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Um, oh, I just had a thought. I see the one thoughts thing, move fast. They do move fast, <laughs> like speeding bullets. <laughs> yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone. Hey, anytime you have a lapse of judgment, or you're just thinking, I'm just gonna go Project Codebreaker, <laughs> and while you're thinking about it, that probably won't work. Mm. Probably just make it worse. <laughs> but I got one more. It's kind of. It's not really a number three. But, uh, well, first, I guess going to hot mics, my favorite hot mic moment, and this is a clean podcast. Yeah. So, right in the first game also, Seattle Dragons, they get in a little bit of a scuffle. You know, they end up throwing a flag for unnecessary roughness after the play. And I think it was, it was the Seattle Dragons, one of their offensive linemen, were coming over to the sideline. And they just got called for, they just got called for a penalty shove a mic in his face what happened there on the end of that play this guy oh you know we're just we're just out here you know things got a little people started saying some things you know we're just trying to come out here and do our job (laughs) oh no (laughs) who's getting fined for that oh boy yeah (laughs) you could tell though is right after he said that they cut the audio yeah. Like they they cut the audio off uh, just to make sure he didn't say anything after that, but I'm sure what channel was that? ESPN got a nice fine there. Oh yeah. Woo. I but, feel like th- I think that was something they had to factor in that could happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> they have a whole budget set aside for people swearing on one of those mics. Yeah, definitely. Cuz as soon as he said that, I looked at Kayla and I was like you're shoving mics in people's faces after as they're coming off the field after things happen. Like, they're going to say stuff, oh, yeah. especially offensive linemen. Yep. They don't care. No. They're going to say whatever <laughs> they want. And he knew he had, he knew what was happening. He said it anyways. <laughs> but uh, one more, uh, another, another piece I liked was um, one of the major issues with the 2001 XFL was people thought it was – too closely related to the WWF, which is now the WWE. Mm-hmm. And people thought it was pretty much all in essence fake. Right. It's rigged, you know, it's just another show mm-hmm. that Vince McMahon's putting on. Whatever. It's just no one cares about this. We want football. Right. What's the all four games? Did you even hear Vince's name mentioned? Nope. Was there a camera on Vince McMahon's face? Didn't he know he didn't even know he was there. He wasn't. He stayed as far away as possible from these games because right. he does not want to repeat. He doesn't want anyone thinking, I'm here to make this a show about me, anything like that. He stayed away, and he let the football be football. Yeah. And it was incredibly successful. And not one person saying, you know, it's a show, it's a repeat, it's a Vince was there. Mm-hmm. There's no controversy coming out of this week. There's nothing except positiveness. Right. I think it's great. People can speculate about the future of the XFL, which we're about to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But coming out of week one, there is really nothing that you can say that was negative unless you want to talk about the level of play more. Right, and I think that's 
you gotta get over it. everyone who says that has to have, get over it like it's semi-pro yeah 90% of these players you've never heard of before oh yeah yeah like PJ Walker threw four touchdowns don't know who that is cool. but now I do <laughs> PJ Walker cool guy huh yeah <laughs> great but you have easier access to people like PJ Walker yeah. because like unlike in 01 when all they had was NBC now they have what do we have? ABC, all the Fox Sports channels, uh, ESPN. So, I mean, there's pick a channel and you're going to get a game this weekend. And especially with new technologies. I mean, I watched the first, I watched the Seattle Dragons game because I was doing housework. I had it on mm-hmm. my phone on ESPN. Right. You don't have to be in front of the TV. No. You have, you know, ABC on the go or whatever their app is called or something. Yeah. yeah like, Fox Sports Go, which yep. I I know is a thing. Yep. And you got like watch ESPN on your phone. It's all on your phone. And I think that is probably one of the main reasons they had 3.3 million people joining in. Yeah. As soon as the Seattle Dragons game went live, they had 3.3 million people eyeballs on screens. That's pretty good. That's an incredible number for and and when we come back from our uh, our break we're going to dive into maybe that 3.3 is not the most impressive number. It is an impressive number, but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that as soon as we come back from our second break of uh, On and Off the Field. See you in a, see you in a bit. on and off the field you are halfway through our show congratulations and we're going to keep this train rolling with more xfl garbage because we're going to talk a little bit about how this year's 2020 xfl is a little bit different than 01 we hit up on they have the more broadcast stations makes it easier for people to watch they have all the new technology but we said that they came in with 3.3 million eyeballs on screens they also had 17 to 18 thousand people in stadiums that was impressive that was i mean i saw a tweet from someone that said they made more in ticket sales in their first week than the af had their whole season wow which i mean the af was what five weeks long (laughs) so i mean it's not like it went a full season but still it's like five, six weeks of AAF, however long it was, made in their first week. Mm-hmm. It just tells you about the hype. Oh, and yeah. It's it, Now it's all a matter of if they can sustain it. And I know, Fred, you have you have viewership stats that you want so, to say. Yeah, so the viewership this weekend um, matched the same number as the AAF, AAF um, last year. Um, but the big thing that we're going to be with the media and all the – higher officials of the XFL are going to be watching <clears throat> is that the AAF, AAF dropped 50% um, in week two for viewership, and that's actually a projection for the XFL. I'm cur- I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of hype, and I think it's going to continue on um, just with the amount of rule changes. Um, but, yeah, that's the that's the viewership t- statistic that uh, – expected as next this week this weekend coming up i mean i i kind of i see where they're coming from 
with a 50% drop off because it already happened. You know, right. it ha- I'm sure it happened back in 2001. Yep. And it happened with the AAF. Why wouldn't it happen with the XFL? Right. I think week one of the AAF, I didn't. I watched the first game and I couldn't handle anymore. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was just watching worse NFL. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It was the same, pretty much the same rules, same everything, just worse play. The thing with the XFL, the play's a little better, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I think I, you know, you had Cardell Jones who was exciting. PJ Walker was exciting. Mm-hmm. I think Matt McGloin would played really well. Yeah. I think Elijah Hood played pretty well. I think some defenses really stood out. I think it was better play than the AAF, and it's just more entertaining with all mm-hmm. the hot mics. So we've already discussed all these different things and the rule yep. changes. The question now remains, as we enter week two and for the rest of the season, can this league survive on lesser play but hang on to that entertainment value? Because that's that's my concern mm-hmm. is people tuned in in week one to see the kickoff. I know I already said it. Yeah. They wanted to see the hot mics. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see the reviews. They wanted to see things. Right. Now they saw it. Was it enough to bring people back in week two, week three, week four? Is it? And I know for a fact Vince McMahon, Oliver Luck, <laughs> and all the people that threw money at this yeah. are sitting up in their offices all in a kumbaya circle holding hands and praying. <laughs> they are hoping the level of play gets a little bit better. I think it will. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like more routine, more regularity with the games. I feel like they're going to get more comfortable with the, the their plays. Like I know they had like they've been practicing for a while, but I feel like in a live atmosphere, I feel like it's going to. I can see it getting better. It's the same with the NFL. Week one, they're always r- rusty. Yeah, you never know who's going to win Super Bowl week one. Yeah, you know I've, the Vipers were. Favorites, not favorites, but the Vipers were, what I think third favorites to win the championship this year in their in their preseason rankings yeah. or whatever, and they they scored three points. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, maybe they're still the favorites. Who knows? Maybe they're still top three because you know it's just week one, man. They could win nine more games. Right. No one knows. Yeah. Dallas Renegades zero one. They were. I don't know if they were favorites, but Landry Jones didn't play. Landry Jones with Bob Stoops. That's his boy. That's what that's what everyone was waiting to see. Right. But he didn't play, so they only scored nine points. Yeah. I think a difference where you're going to get a lot better plays because there's a lot of pedigree among these coaches. Yeah. Like I said, Bob Stoops. Yep. Pep Hamilton. Yep. Not sure about Jim Zorn yet. <laughs> Jim, Jim Zorn <laughs> is an interesting character. When the Seattle Dragons fumbled that ball to basically seal their fate as a loss, Jim Zim Jim Zorn just goes, "Oh gosh darn it!" That's literally what he said. His hot, "Oh gosh darn it!" I, I'm gonna need a little bit more excitement from you there, Jim. I'm gonna need a little bit more fire. I'm a I'm a Seattle Dragons fan. That's announced now. Um, that was, that was hard. That was hard. That was hard to listen to. I I don't know. I question him, but they have a lot of good coaches in this league. They're gonna work with these players. And week one is not – some of these teams started out slow even. Even the D.C. defenders started out slow. Yeah. Houston Roughnecks started out slow. They were both down yeah. around halftime, mm-hmm. 13-12, 17-12 for the Roughnecks. The second half comes out. Yeah. 
firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. And now it maybe it just takes the rest of those teams one week to get going. Right. Another week of practice. Yep. Plus, most of them were the home teams that won. Yeah. Now yeah, the other teams will be home. I think some of them, at least most of them will be home, I think. I'm not sure how the schedule breaks down. But now you flip it around, the other teams go on the road, mm-hmm. maybe it's different. Maybe yeah. everyone will be one and one this week. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Anything's possible. But, you know, anything's possible, but we'll never know what's going to happen next week with viewership or anything like that until, guess what, next week. Once the numbers of next week come in, we'll have a much better feeling of the survival chances of the XFL. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna. I think it'll survive. Uh, I mean, just one aspect of it surviving is the amount of stuff people are buying as fans. Like the Houston Roughnecks gave away free T-shirts for all like the fans coming in, so that like the stadium looks correct with the fans but people are still standing in line getting all the other stuff like people are standing in line for 90 dollar jerseys like people are in it like i just this is gonna survive i was gonna buy a seattle dragons hat but i don't want to be that guy that did buy the jersey (laughs) like what's that guy with his aaf jersey doing right now (laughs) what's he doing with that it ain't worth anything it ain't worth nothing but (laughs) I, I also think the I think the XFL will do better. There's just more hype. When the AAF happened, no one was talking about it. No right. one cared. But for some reason, maybe it's all the rules. Maybe it's because there are a couple of players you recognize. The XFL just seems to be doing better week one. Yeah. That's that's my that's my eyeball test. I, yeah. I think it looks successful so far. Yeah, I'd say so too. Alrighty, it's that time. It's that time that I let you know that I've been drinking something um, this entire time. It's DiCerno. 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 DiCerno Italian liquor with cranberry juice. And it's really delicious. I don't think it's very high in alcohol because it's just a liqueur. So it's probably like yeah. 20%. Like probably not even that. I, I have no idea. I didn't look. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you though, it's it's delicious though. What, yeah. What do you got? Uh, I'm just rocking a 12 horse over here. Good old, good old fashioned Jenny 12 yeah. horse. Maybe we can get Jenny to sponsor us. That'd be awesome. We we drink a lot of Jenny. Yeah. I mean, I got. I should probably shouldn't have told him I was drinking Desierno <laughs> or Desierno. Should have just lied and said I was having Schwarz beer or something. <laughs> Getting that Springbok. Yeah, I get that. I oh. haven't had that yet. Is it out? Yeah, it's been out for like a couple weeks now. It's not spring. I right. I mean, <laughs> let's Punks, bring out the well, Punks of Tony Phil said it. I was just going to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I guess I guess spring's here according to the groundhog. So Jenny was ready for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you're ever in Rochester, go try Genesee beer. It's delicious. There we go. We'll show them that. Maybe they'll pay us. There you there go. go. Perfect. All right, we're gonna get into the games. It's time to hit up the actual action itself. And let you know what happened if you didn't see it yourself. So, first game, Seattle Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. The D.C. Defenders won that game 31-19. Fred, take away. Well, Brandon Silvers is not the Dragons quarterback that we... That they thought he'd hoped to be. That they thought he would uh, 
be, but uh, yeah, so the Dragons have some learning to do. They tried a little comeback there and didn't go so well. The refs even tried to help them out. Yeah. They reviewed it, gave them the first down. They still messed it up. Yeah. I mean, they had lead at halftime, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Silver's com- complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> I just, every, I, I saw him throw one pass early on. Yeah. Threw one pass in the first quarter down the sideline. Perfect ball. Mm-hmm. Right into the guy's arms. Beautiful pass. Yeah. It's like, man. Because I initially thought B.J. Daniels was going to start. Because at least he had NFL experience. Right. But, you know, here comes Brandon Silvers. All right, he must know something. This guy has played at Troy. I mean, (laughs) everyone loves quarterbacks from Troy. He comes out there and just, ooh. Yeah, he has the the short pass game. And luckily some of his his receivers did the work for him. But, uh, Austin Prohl. Yeah, and, uh. Former Buffalo Bill, right? I don't know. I don't know that one. I think he's a former Buffalo Bill. It sounds familiar, like a practice squad or like training camp yeah. player. I'm gonna let you look that one up, but I'm pretty sure um, he's a yeah, former Bill. Fred's over here rocking the Buffalo Bills jersey. Oh yeah, or the, the sweatshirt, not a jersey. Yeah. But you, you <laughs> Austin Prohl had two touchdowns, and then uh, another one from uh, Trey Williams, but two of three touchdowns from. Uh, Brandon Silvers, Austin Prohl. It was like a like a goofy throw. Austin was mm-hmm. wide open, and he ran for like a like a fifty plus yard touchdown. Amazing play out of Austin, and then it was a short dump off pass to Trey Williams, the running back, and he made a guy miss, and he stride in the end zone. It was it was more of the playmakers making the plays than Brandon Silvers, because right. overall Brandon did not look like a quarterback. He was off the entire game. Uh, you could tell early they were trying to get the ball to Keenan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Has NFL experience with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They tried getting the ball to him, and he couldn't complete passes. Yeah. And, and ended up being seven targets, only two catches for, I think, like nine yards. The, yeah. the secondary looked terrible. Blue yeah. coverages all game. Made Cardell Jones look like an MVP. <laughs> oh. And speaking of Cardell Jones, MVP, if you watch the game, like, yeah. Cardell Jones completed his second pass of the game or something, mm-hmm. and the entire stadium erupted in the MVP <laughs> chance. I was like, what, what are you doing? Right. I think that's another thing that makes me happy about the XFL, is I think fans aren't taking it too serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they realize, you know, it's the first year of this league. We're just figuring it out. Let's have fun with it. Right. Cardell Jones completes two passes. MVP. Like, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's go all out, man. I love it. Cardell Jones, former Buffalo Bill. Take away your D.C. Defender take. Yeah, so uh, the D.C. Defenders definitely look like one of the more complete teams. Um, Offense clearly exploded in the second half with Cardell Jones. Um, uh, So I think this is a little hot take here is that I mean, they were chanting MVP for Cardell Jones. Like, Cardell Jones could be the the Lamar Jackson of the, of the XF, XFL. Hot take. Project Codebreaker. Project Hot Take over here. <laughs> Fred Fred over here with the Cardell Jones being the Lamar Jackson. I mean, he, he was did look good. Scrambling. Yeah. He got the rushing yards in there. Yeah. I, I don't think I wrote down I all mean, of his stats, but... Yeah, I don't think 
But uh, I mean, still a, a great game from him though. With three yeah. touchdown passes, three hundred nineteen total yards, including rushing and passing. Yep. No interceptions, no turnovers. He looked like a quarterback. Yeah. He looked very efficient, mm-hmm. and he has that NFL experience. I think that played in. I'll say it all season long. I will repeat this every <laughs> single every single blog, every podcast. Experience is what's going to win in this league. Oh yeah. Cardell Jones, person with experience, got the win. Yep. And I think, I don't know if it's a hot take, but if you want your triple threat, Kahari Lee, Eli Rogers, and Rashad Ross, best receiving triple threat in the XFL. Yeah. No other team will touch that. No. The Seattle Dragons had Austin Prohl. That's it. <laughs> no one else even thought about catching a ball. Maybe that's more of a Brandon Silver's fault, but I look at some of these other teams, and they have good tandems, but these three guys lit up the stat sheet they caught everything yeah definitely and i feel like that's that but i think that's the defenders being a more of a pass first team than a running team as i mean their running stats weren't great so they yeah. clearly leaned on cardell jones quite a bit got the and paper it, turn <laughs> definitely leaned on the passing game oh yeah and i think uh from what i was able to hear the seattle dragons have five tight ends on their roster they are wanting to be a running team just like the seattle seahawks it must be a city thing they don't care thing. about f- even if they have a quarterback or not we're gonna run the ball there you go so they got three running backs five tight ends ten thousand offensive linemen as long as we don't need a quarterback to throw the ball we're fine whatever keenan reynolds two of seven whatever that's fine figure it out yeah there you go apparently it was not a winning formula because they lost and now we are on to the LA Wildcats and the Houston Roughnecks. The Roughnecks take this one 37 to 17. Fred, initial thoughts. Um Roughnecks looked really good. Wildcats not so much. But I mean the thing here I think is Houston had 25 unanswered points. So, I mean, yeah. And PJ Walker just looked really 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 good in that game and I think he's clearly going to be one of those quarterbacks that is going to stand out in this league and I think he's I think he's going to help this league grow um but I mean even the roughnecks they could they were having a field day with running the ball too like it's they're definitely a more complete team is the defense great they're okay they're I think they look at the job done um, that first half didn't look good for them, but the Wildcats kind of all the place with that their Princeton boy uh, for the Wildcats. But uh, good old Princeton boy, <laughs> I love him. But um, yeah, they definitely know how to. They at least made the adjustments and kind of shut it down. And for the Wildcats, and I think the Roughnecks are going to be one of those teams that uh, definitely contend at the end of the year, end of the season for them. I, I'm definitely with you all over on the roughnecks i have i have one concern for pj walker Mm -hmm. and yeah he can he can definitely throw the ball four touchdown passes he also ran for a two-point conversion but my concern are we staring at a semi-pro level of rg3 it's very possible this guy took a lot of hard hits yeah he he was playing with fire he's a young he's i think he's a young guy i mean he looked explosive but he took some hits. 
Took yeah. a lot of hard hits on some of his runs, not going out of bounds when he's supposed to, not really sliding. Mm-hmm. He's he's trying to face up linebackers. If if he can survive the entire season, yeah. then yeah, this team's going to be dangerous all year long. And they have a great running back in James Butler. He looked amazing in the running and catching the ball. And then you got a guy by the name of Nick Holly, who apparently has maybe <laughs> played in the NFL, I think, before. He had a yeah, good chance. With a traveling player. And he uh, he apparently broke his back and tore his ACL and like both knees five times and yeah, nuts. Maybe got shot at some point. Maybe lost a limb. Like I don't I don't know. This guy sounded like he got blown up, but yeah. he was he caught four or five balls for fifty yards and he caught one of them like between three defenders. It yeah, it was he nuts. played really well. Yeah. So they have a lot of amazing players and. I guess we got to talk a little bit about the Wildcats. I mean, right. they did not play well, but they just had the weirdest. I mean, we were at our friend's house, and there was, like, conversations going on. It was like a little mini, like kind of like a party. And Charles Knopf, the Princeton boy, he – it was fourth and six, I believe, mm-hmm. from the 36-yard line. Yep. The only reason I remember that is because if you punt from there mm-hmm. – and it goes in the end zone. It comes out to the thirty-five, and that would have been a net yard of one, right. net yardage of one. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the argument, uh, Charles. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> such a Princeton name. Charles from Princeton. He probably took that argument to his coach, and he said, "Hey, let's go for it." You could see they call the timeout, and he's over there yelling at the coach, yeah. "Hey, let's go for it! I can do it! Let's do it!" They didn't do it. Well, they, they didn't get the first down. They tried for it, didn't get it. And then the next two series, this dude named McClendon comes out, mm-hmm. throws like two passes and gets intercepted. And he comes out in a second series, goes like three and out. Yeah. And then the series after that, freaking Knopf's coming back out. He does terrible, like three and out. The next series to like end the game, mm-hmm. McClendon comes back out. You're in the middle of a game. You can't just be changing quarterbacks whenever you want. This ain't preseason. This isn't training camp. Just because somebody did something wrong doesn't mean you just take them out of the game. Yeah, got to get them the game to play through. What are you doing? Like, that was that was so bizarre to watch. Because I, I, I couldn't hear the announcer saying like maybe there was a reason for it. But he definitely wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been just punished for not making his fourth and six. That was my takeaway. <laughs> I mean, he tried it, to convince him to do right. it. He trusted him. He didn't convert, and he benched him yeah. for two series. <laughs> I, if you want a bright spot for the Wildcats, Nelson Spruce, 11 of 15 catching the ball, 103 yards. He was really good. He was great. Oh, that was – it was – yeah. Every oh. time, Every time someone caught a ball – I just assumed it was Spruce. Yeah. I mean, most likely it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the couple other receivers they have on the team, one or two catches, but he he was the go-to guy. Yeah. Number 10 was also really good receiving the ball. Yes. But he's the, also the same guy who <laughs> lost the punt off his face mask, and then he also, like, fumbled one of the kickoffs around, and, like, it came out of his arms and did something weird. <laughs> Terrible returner. Yes. But he was a good receiver, though. Yeah. He, he did pretty well. I don't know his name. I'm just going to say number 10 because I know it was number 10. Uh, I think last name Whitfield. Ooh, what? You're... Yeah, see, that's why I have a co-host, man. <laughs> if there's something I don't know, this dude's got it. Whitfield, number 10 for the L.A. Wildcats. Fred's got my back. There you go. 
And moving on to the next game, Tampa Bay Vipers completely laid an egg against the New York Guardians, 23-3. Now, just real quick for the Vipers here, um, terrible. Yeah, Flop. That's, that's a pretty good uh, just a one-word assumption nothing. right there. Terrible. If you want a bright spot, I don't know how much of a bright spot it is, but if you want one, their running game was good. Yeah. They had Devon Smith, 16 rushes for 79 yards. Jack Quez Patrick, 8 rushes for 32 yards. And then when the quarterback, Quinton Flowers, came in, he had 5 rushes for 34 yards. Good. Okay. Yeah. It, it worked. They got, they got something going there. You scored 3 points. Not a great something, but they got something. And, I, I mean, I don't know how much hate you can put on the Vipers when... The New York Guardians just lit up the defensive stat sheet. Oh, yeah. You that got, those, you got those stats for me, Fred? So, New York Guardians defense had eight QB hits, five sacks, three forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, didn't allow a single touchdown, meaning the three points, and a boatload of interceptions. I think they had two? Is it two? It was either two or three. I think they had two official interceptions. I think they, I don't know. I think it was two. I remember honestly. I'm not no. going to look it up either, though. No. Basically, they stuffed the stat sheet. Yeah. On the defense and absolutely tear it apart the Vipers, and they never had a chance. But I want to prove myself right again, just really quick. Yeah. Matt McGloin. He has a buttload of oh. NFL experience. Oh yeah. And he won the game. Yep. 29 of 52, 182 yards with a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. He didn't score a buttload of points. No. I don't know why buttload's a thing now. I'm just saying buttload. <laughs> just like it. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> the, first, the first word coming to my mind right now. But he was a good game manager. I mean, he let the defense do their thing, and then he didn't turn the ball over and scored enough points, and they won. Yeah. I, that's what you want, experience. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to do too much. He gives it to his open guy. And that you try to get first downs, yeah. And they he, they did a great job of that. Yep. And last but not least, the St. Louis Battlehawks played the Dallas Renegades, fifteen to nine. The Battlehawks win. And uh, what do you got for me here, Fred? So I got uh, for the Battlehawks, we got Jordan Tayamu. I think I was saying that. Uh, sorry if we, Ed Jordan, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if we mispronounce your name. He's not listening. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, we got nine rushes for 77 yards. And in the passing game, he had 20 to 27 for 209 yards and one TD. That's solid. That is pretty solid for... I mean, it looks like you would had a, would have had a really good game with those stats. Yeah, but just 15 points. I mean, and I, I think it was 6-6 at the half. So yeah, they I took think, the yeah. lead in the second half, and they mm-hmm. really air quotes came alive in the second <laughs> half i mean i don't know how alive they really were but yeah. matt jones running back 21 rushes for 85 yards also very good mm-hmm. quick shout out to my boy former seahawk christine michael seven carries zero yards and a lost fumble because he fell down without being touched <laughs> and just let go of the ball oh that's awesome highlight play right there there you go congratulations yeah. that was pete carroll's think second round draft pick Oof, that was one of our second round draft picks right there it was great that's, that's, yeah real feel good story right there <laughs> and then for the dallas renegades they were a mess and yeah. 
they're they were playing without Landry Jones, which is supposed to be the big story is Landry Jones reuniting with Bob Stoops, the Oklahoma duo mm-hmm. from college. And he wasn't playing, so it didn't work out. Yeah, definitely. They had Philip Nelson at quarterback. Yep, and yeah. they, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Renegade uh, coaching staff was not looking too thrilled about him being out there. But uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta coach what you got. You can't just expect one person to be out there. But uh, they definitely didn't adjust very well. I think they basically tried to instill an offense like the New England Patriots did. Yeah. Like a dink and dive, like short passes because of a crappy arm. Mm-hmm. He was 33 of 42 for 209 yards. Same amount of yards as Jordan, Yep. but 13 more completions. I mean. I mean, it's definitely, it's probably, it's all dink and dunk passes. Short so. passes and hope the playmakers make plays. Yep. And another thing I was right about, I love being right. Yeah. Just former <laughs> NFL players, the experience are just going to do better. Lance Dunbar, running back. Five carries, 27 yards to lead the team, and he mm-hmm. had six of six catches for 29 yards. It's not amazing, but he was consistent. When he was asked yeah. to run the ball, he ran it. When he was asked to catch it, he caught all of them. Yep. Boom. Lance Dunbar, baby. Another thing I was right about. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're out of time. for on and off the field for the first week of the XFL. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget about the giveaway. Go follow on Facebook and Instagram. I'm looking at Fred to give me cues here. Facebook and Instagram. And Twitter. And Twitter, that's right. And then rate and review on iTunes. Yep. I'll be looking for that. And then go to onandoffthefield.com. Go to the bottom of the homepage and send us a little contact email thing. Mm-hmm. And you can say whatever you want on it. You can say that you love the show, hate the show, whatever you want. But just include... All hail the Jockstrap King, and you will be entered to win one of the three prizes. Fred. Yeah. Sign us off, man. All hail the Jockstrap King. <laughs>